So people are listening online, it's gonna cut into their feed, and all of a sudden we're just, we're just gonna be there? Wow. That's science right there. Well, hey, Salty Nut. Hey, the internet. How you doing? This is the Spooky Spice cast from Salty Nut Brewery. Get on down here. We'll hang out. You get a bumper sticker, I think, right? Cool. It doesn't say anything about a political candidate. It just says that you support radio on the internet. So this is a song about the most terrifying thing I can think of. Not ghosts, not spooks, but the enemy right next to you. <laughs> not you. Nobody can see you, Dan. This is called What Happened Disease. Oh, and I forgot to mention, we're the wolves of Chernobyl. This voice inside my head Confirms the shadows behind your eyes. I was waiting for the right time to say this, and now I'm standing here and I'm all out of time. There's nothing left inside this, inside this leather scabbard, but rusted metal all pitted in home. But what a way to lose a duel, to have the blade break off at the hills, and you. Thank you guys. 
Hey, it's Mario. It's Thomas, a me. Welcome everybody. welcome, everybody. Welcome. Yes. There we go. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm glad to be here. Welcome, everybody, to the first live Spooky Spice cast. My name is your host, Thomas Wolf, and I will be with this lovely band, the Wolves of Chernobyl. Give it up again. They are great. <laughs> exactly. Now, I'd like to go ahead and tell you about this event real quick. This is a live recording SpiceCast. Welcome everybody online and those here. Uh, it is the first ever live recorded SpiceCast. And I'd like to tell you a little bit about what Spice Radio and SpiceCast is. Uh, Spice Radio is an online internet radio station that does broadcast local content and regional content 24-7. We also produce a variety of, and a huge plethora of, of podcasts in general, uh, much like what you're going to be seeing today on stage. And you know what? I got to say, this, this is great because SpiceCast does demos for, for local artists uh, and acts. So if you're able to or you know someone who is an up-and-coming artist, definitely talk to SpiceCast Radio. Uh, they can get you good a uh, good start and on the right path. So thank you again, Spice Radio. Thank you. Um, let's see. I'd like to tell you about our guest uh, that you'll be here hearing today. Um, today earlier, you, you know, they're the Wolves of Chernobyl. So if you've caught their show, it's always a great theatrical uh, event. I've seen them dozens of times. Uh, the Wolves traditionally do Appalachian music or uh, Appalachia, if you will. <laughs> But their instruments, you'll see here, they've got a variety of banjo, stand-up bass, beautiful vocals, beautiful. Uh, and I'd like to say that their, their influences, you, you would recognize some of the sounds, like uh, a little bit of Coheed and Cambria or a Tool mix. Uh, but it's a, it's a unique sound that comes out of North Alabama, and there's nothing else like it. Uh, thanks again for uh, coming out, everyone. Uh, thank you online. And I'd like to say uh, you're here, a part of Huntsville and Salty Nut, uh, Brewery history. Thanks for being here, folks. What, uh, what are you going to take us away into, by the Hi. way? Uh, thanks, Thomas. No problem. He's a good man. Thomas Mario. <laughs> uh, we're going to play a song about, um, about not being uh, dragged down by the person whose demons are keeping them down. Somebody not being worth it. It's called Lazarus. in words. 
talking? I don't know. You said two and then we're going to talk some more. You want me to talk? Okay. That's what we did. We did two songs. All right. Um, I do want to intro this song uh, a little bit, but I also want to tell ghost stories. It's weird telling ghost stories in the middle of the day, isn't it, though? Please tell ghost stories. All right, cool. <laughs> I like them. So I, I grew up in a, in a haunted house in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. It was on Queen City Avenue. Um, when I was a kid, or before I was born, actually, these uh, paranormal investigators from uh, UNC Chapel Hill, they came and they, they scoped the whole place out and they found evidence of spectral remains. Ghosts were in this house. And uh, we had a lot of cool experience while we were there. Like, uh, well, cool, I guess, is in the eye of the beholder. My mom was haunted by a ghost one time. Uh, she, was, she was sleeping by herself alone in the home. And uh, she had fallen asleep. She always likes to tell us that she was falling asleep watching VH1. It was the last person to ever watch VH1, I'm pretty sure. Uh, anyway, uh, this ghost, or this man, I'm sorry, she's laying on the couch. She looks up. This man is walking up the driveway that runs by these windows where she's sleeping. And he walks by, and he reaches through the glass, and he grabs her arm and makes this just terrifying face. And she jolts awake, right? So she's been in this dream state. But she, her arm hurt. Um, and then, uh, so she's, she's, she can't go back to sleep. She wakes up, and she immediately goes and checks, and checks the doors, and the doors are unlocked to the house, so she locks them up, and she goes and sits down. Well, um, about this time, or about an hour later, her brother, who's a social worker, he calls, and he, uh, he wants to know if, if she's safe, if she's in the house, if she's alone, if there's anybody with her. And, and she says, well, I, I, I woke up a little while ago, and I haven't gone back to sleep. And he says, there's a man loose from... Uh, there's a mental hospital that was right up the road from that. What was that called? Tutwiler. Um, they just closed it a couple years ago. Uh, but Tutwiler, he, he escaped, and he was in uh, that area. And uh, um, it turns out the next day uh, there were police at the next-door neighbor's house. This guy, this, uh, this escaped mental patient, had gone into our neighbor's house and stood over their bed with a, with a knife from the kitchen, just watching them sleep. And, uh, but there was a, there was, it was a couple, it was a man and a woman, so the, the husband restrained him. And uh, so that ghost in that house, that terrifying horror, he could have found a better way to be like, hey, you should probably lock your doors, you know? He could have just been like, uh, he could have just been like, hey, check your alarm system, instead of being so damn scary. But ghosts only really know one way to be. So that's story number one. All right. <laughs> this is a song called Clumsy Tongues, uh, and it's interesting. I wrote it, and it's... Uh, uh, it's two stories put together. I always tell that a lot when we we're out at shows. It's, um, it's two events that were close in time that I put together because uh, it's a better song than saying uh, when I saw you at the potluck house show. Um, <laughs> but uh, oddly enough, um, it became real for one of my brothers. He recently is going, he's going through a divorce, and uh, we unfortunately had a, a funeral uh, last week uh, for our, all of our extended family. And he was there, and his ex-wife was there, and he had a very much a clumsy tongues moment. So uh, this is the song that I say, the, the lie that tells the truth.
So we are the Wolves of Chernobyl, if you've never heard us before. Uh, we'll introduce ourselves at some point, I'm sure. Uh, we are down a man today. Uh, he's haunted by the ghosts of terrible cars. Terrible old used cars, apparently. So he's stuck in Molten, which is kind of like hell. Yeah, a couple nice. grades up. <laughs> nah, I shouldn't be mean about Holton. Molten. It's got a, uh, it's got a sonic drive-in knock-in, knockoff called Cardinal Drive-In. Really? Dan's over here doing commentary, and ain't nobody hear a thing he says, so it's useless. It's like he I'm talking to myself. They have the best tater tots. Yeah, you're from Malton. Okay, less, yeah. you poor thing. Oh, wow. Thomas, you gonna come up and talk to us and save us from Dan? <laughs> Go get yourself some of them tater tots. 
Yeah, get some of them tater tots at the Cardinal Drive-In in Moulton. Oh, they're good. Free plug. They're delicious. <laughs> Everyone, this is beautiful. This was awesome. This sound was amazing. And I'd like to try and take a second to, to let the folks out there interview you or, or hear about these beautiful voices, both musically and vocally. Uh, you know, I just, wow. <laughs> so I want to go ahead and um, bring you back, Tyler. I'm bringing you back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I just I want to try and get an idea for the for the people who are just joining us, who you guys are name wise, what Jonathan, Victoria, Ben, everyone here. I like let's go ahead and introduce ourselves because this is a great set. OK. Uh, uh, well, I guess I'll just start with the you want to do history and who everybody is at the same time. Oh, yeah. I can just come, uh, I oh, can yeah. compartmentalize. All, all it together. Let's just shout at three. All right. <laughs> so we uh, um, when we started this, we were uh, it was a different project altogether. And uh, it didn't work out the way I wanted it to. Uh, but um, me and John have been uh, friends for a little while. He worked on another project with me for a little bit. And, uh, and then we just kind of decided, well, we've got this show already booked uh, in Atlanta. So let's just write a new set from scratch in three weeks. And that's what we did. And that was a dumb idea. Don't ever do that if you have the chance. <laughs> uh, so, um, so it was me and John. And then Dan was playing uh, a little bit of fill-in bass for us at the time him and his cohorts from uh, the now-defunct Whiskey River Kings. They're good. Uh, you, you still get paid on the back catalog, right? Uh, no. no, he never got paid at all. Uh, <laughs> don't buy their records if Dan doesn't get paid. Anyway, uh, so um, they filled in for us, and now Dan has come over and played. Uh, he does a lot of utility work for us, so he was playing a mandolin, trumpet on different songs. Uh, we're fooling around with some keys, different things that he might contribute to different things based on what we need. Uh, and then after me and John got back from Atlanta and played those ill-fated shows, um, we, uh, I knew Sean from uh, bef my last band, and he, was, he seemed like a nice guy, and he talked about wanting to play drums. Well, I mean, yeah, everybody knows Sean. Uh, Sean Fungafat, <laughs> he was, um, I saw him at a wedding. I think we were hanging out at somebody's wedding, and uh, we talked about getting together and playing, and and uh, he was like, oh, my, you know, my girlfriend, she always wanted to sing. And I was like, well, bring her along. Let's see what we can do. And that was Sean Fungafat and Victoria Oliveris. And uh, they've stuck around with us ever since. So um, contributing drums and vocals. And then uh, Ben Job, I met at a party. I came to one of his Halloween parties. And uh, I was, I was in, <laughs> no, no. Uh, I was invited. He just didn't recognize me. Because uh, it was a labyrinth-themed... Uh, Tyler had a giant, like, long wig yeah, on. I did, yeah. Well, and I, a beard. I did. And so I colored my... Differently colored beard. Well, so it was a labyrinth-themed cost costume party for Halloween a couple of years ago, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, uh, um, You're the male version. and I went as a gender-bent Sarah from the labyrinth. Oh, dear. And I got, <laughs> I got a wig, and I drew in a unibrow, and I colored my beard... <laughs> Not even my closest friends knew who I was. It was very... You expected me to recognize him after that. Well, no, I mean... Masquerade. <laughs> yeah. It was... It. Actually, the person I expected to recognize me was... Uh, who we're going to do a plug for in a second. But Sharon Singletary. But she did not. Uh, I fooled her. We have another member uh, who's not here. His name is Michael Hauser. He plays guitar. And he's the one who's uh, having some car trouble today. So that's us. Beautiful. I, you know, I, I know a few of you, um, and I've grown up with a, a couple of you, so I, I just, watching you guys, you're going strong for a little over a year, and this is always, you're pumping new stuff out, um, to the extent that you've even gotten into a little bit of theatrics, and that, or theater, which was something I was able to catch at Low Mill, uh, and they, they, they were gracious with it. You guys had an awesome set, cast of uh, top-tier performers with you. Yeah, um, so uh, that was another one of those, like, uh, hey, here's a cool idea. Let's do it in two weeks thing. Um, <laughs> so uh, um, we, uh, we had a couple shows lined up at the same time, and I wanted to do something, uh, I wanted to do something special for uh, the Fly Monkey Theater when we were going in there. And uh, I'd, this is all, all these songs are built into a, um, uh, what we call, a, I guess you call it a bluegrass opera kind of thing. And so they're all written into the script that way. Um, and uh, we wanted to stage act one of that. Um, and so my, uh, 
my girlfriend and John's sister, uh, they're the same person, sorry. That made it sound like they were two different people came together. <laughs> no, one person. Uh, Julie has a, I have a theater background, but Julie has a much more extensive theater background. And we had a friend uh, named Rhiannon, and uh, they came together and helped us get a lot of volunteer, a lot of people uh, volunteered their time to put it together um, pretty quickly. So we had a few rehearsals, and uh, we had, uh, um, but it, it actually, we had some disastrous dress rehearsals right before it went. Uh, but it actually, it, it turned out really well. It turned out better than we expected. And uh, the idea is that next year we'll, we'll probably stage uh, many more stagings of the, the full production. So, so we can expect more uh, yeah. beautiful works. Well, I mean, you know, like, uh, look, you know, I think the way that uh, music is these days, I think if you are hoping to make any money at it or do something, you better, you better offer something to people that they can't get uh, anywhere else you know in the live the live uh show like most live shows break down into how much energy you have but if you're if you say okay we're going to do energy and we're also going to uh bring some element that you know might interest other people i think that's that's kind of where we're headed so right on i i was able to catch it like i said and it was a great show it was it was really full set uh small stage but you didn't even realize that uh, while you were sitting there catching the act and i was blown away uh, like I know all the other people in the crowd were. Uh, it was a, a good size audience, but um, oh, well, I mean that's a credit to all the people that came out and um, put in their time and and um, into Julie being able and Rhiannon to be able to block all that stuff out and make it interesting. You know, some of the scenes, one of the songs is about these uh, um, the the ill-fated romantic uh, the protagonist. Um, they uh, they meet and he and the, and the these two kids basically fall in love, and but they're they're not meant to be. She, her father is a a cult leader in the post-apocalypse, and he's a traveling kind of scoundrel dude. Well, um, so one of the songs is just about them sneaking away and you know getting it on, having the having the having the hot, passionate sexes, post-apocalyptic uh, post sex in a church, you I like, know, like you do. And uh, you know, if I had done it myself, I'd have been like, and they're in a bed for three and minutes 35 seconds or whatever the length of that song is uh but you know our our good directors they came up with a good uh kind of interpretive dance blocking thing it was a lot a lot of more fun a little bit more striptease a little bit more playful not so just gratuitous a little so. bit of allegory yeah a little yeah. bit a little, <laughs> they they put the art in it i was just like no so anyway uh it was uh it was good that, that they were there to uh put a cap on uh my interpretation of things right on and you know it goes to supporting uh local acts and local artists in your town how can we go about supporting you so you can keep producing this stuff well we uh we we did a, a, a kickstarter uh earlier this year and it was um fully funded plus right so we 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 met um a big chunk of our stretch goals so we got a lot of funding or i say a lot we got a a a, a solid amount of funding that's helping us get through and get into uh, different, really high-quality studios, and we've actually, and I think it's one of the things that's um, the the most, I guess, uplifting or energetic about being in this band is when you go and you we'll go and play somewhere. We'll go play in in, in Fort Payne, and then you know, uh, an engineer from Jeff Cook Studio just says, "Hey, do you guys want to come record some stuff in this in this amazing facility?" And we're like, "Well, yeah, yeah, okay." I mean, things like that have, have played to our advantage. And, but if people want to support it, the, re, the right now they can, uh, they can listen on Spotify. And then if they like uh, what we do on Spotify, they can buy that same EP on iTunes. They can buy that, that EP on Google. They can buy it on Amazon. It's through all uh, available uh, outlets to purchase things. And you're America. You like buying things. Buy this. No, it's four bucks. Not too bad. Uh, and then uh, when the record comes out, they can uh, they can get that. We also have if you're here right now, we have a, a large selection of really cool looking T-shirts. We've got some really good designs, and uh, there's a lot of pretty ladies at the table, so you get kind of like a little mix of uh, hey, we're chatting it up, we're having a good time, and I'm also buying a T-shirt, so it works out. Right on, so. right on. Well, if you're if you're here and you're able to, five dollar donation gets you a awesome bumper sticker, Spice Radio bumper sticker. Uh, donations for the for the radio. Donations for the band, also welcome, highly welcome. Um, so I'm going to let you guys take it away, and what are you going to take us into? Uh, we're going to play a song about, 
it's about uh, people letting go of, of grief and, uh, well, the people in their life telling them to let go of grief, maybe at their own disadvantage. It's called Beloved Bones. said she could talk to ghosts and in a world that's the right idea to remember our dead in the mental but our lives be about building upon these beloved berries. And can we leave these beloved bones behind? And then we lay in the high grass on the plains beneath a blanket of stars. Just the same heaven as those who laid here before. That way we'll settle our scores that set aside the day to remember our dead in memento. Everything's a little bit different during the daytime, man. I don't know. It is. We don't play much during the day. We can actually see everything. It's spoopy. It is. We can see all of you people. All right. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to play all of our kind of uh, songs about uh, scary, sad stuff. Maybe I should pick it up or not. Because huh? it's not really, but it's supposed to be spooky. It's a spooky spice mm -hmm, cast. Mm -hmm. Um, this is a song about, uh, gosh, it's really inappropriate for how warm it is, too. This is a song about uh, when I went to, uh, both times I've been to Michigan, uh, it was real 
way too cold for a southern southern guy like me. I couldn't handle it. So, uh, and it's uh, <laughs> I kind of imagine what it would be like to be stuck there without the means to get home. And uh, it became a, a song called "This Terrible It." Hypothermia, mercy killings. It's a real upbeat number. We've actually had people very sweetly slow dance to the song. <laughs> I didn't want to disavow them of the notion that it meant one of them wasn't getting out of there. That was awesome. If you're just tuning in online, welcome. Uh, the Wolves of Chernobyl here at Salty Nut Brewery. We're always happy to see them and hear them. That was an awesome sound, by the way. That, that trumpet was just beautiful. <laughs> I'm well, we don't often say this, but we are actually post-apocalyptic progressive bluegrass mariachi. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. It's that so hits close real. to home. You know what uh, every New Yorker's greatest fear is, right? What's that? It's not ghosts. It's not demons. It's uh, when they're walking on the subway. They've gotten on board, and the doors are just about to close, and a Marriott, full-size mariachi band surges through the doors, and then they're trapped <laughs> on a subway car until the next stop with Listening the mariachi. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Because <laughs> you just can't go anywhere. You can't do anything. You're I just, believe You're it. just there. I believe No it. earbuds can counter mariachi. 
None. Not even Beats by Dre. Okay. Surprisingly, it's, yeah, it's true. He, he's right. It is very true. I am not making a value judgment about mariachi, by the way. <laughs> I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying New Yorkers, right? You should spend a, a weekend at my house with my family. As, as Ted Cruz once said, those New York values, they're just, they're bad. Oh they don't like mariachi. Right? This weather, it, it's incredible that you guys are playing in this because I caught you at a show at the park, and that was quite a show halfway through because of Mother Nature, right? Are you talking about, uh, yeah, yeah, the, um, uh, the last time it rained in Alabama? <laughs> yeah. We're so dry. <laughs> um, We're so dry. So dry. Um, we were, what's funny is that that was probably, I don't want to take full credit, but I do want to, it is my fault, because uh, I had been saying to the promoters, the people that were running the show, if you're not from Huntsville, and I'm sure everybody listening to SpiceCast is from Huntsville, right? If you're not from Huntsville, you may not know, uh, we have an event here called Panoply, and Panoply is known for bringing the rain. If we have Panoply, it's going to rain the whole time, nobody's going to do anything, uh, and uh, it's just going to get canceled somewhere midway through. But I have never been rained out of Panoply. I've played it f- four times. I've never, never been rained out of a show. I've played concerts in the docks twice. Never been rained out of one of those. Uh, and uh, I've never been rained out of one of those park shows. And I said that to the guys who's like, I think there's going to be rain coming. I was like, nah, it looks pretty clear. I think we're going to be a good. Not even God could see Not even God could see yeah. <laughs> I challenged the Lord above. I said, no, no rain upon me. And uh, then it came. Then it did rain. It most certainly did. He said, he said, fuck off, buddy. You don't know. You don't get. You don't have any. You don't have any vote in this. Looked you square in the eyes. He did. Oh, I did. I felt the presence, man. Oh yeah, it was a it was a deluge for sure. It wasn't just any minor rain. It's like you guys sing about apocalypse. Let me give yeah. you. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a good show though. That I was took a, a boat really to the show. next show that we played because we had one later that night. That was the crazy part. You took all the wet gear, that was soaked, and went and played another mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. Right after. Right after, yeah. Isn't this glamorous? Isn't this a glamorous gig, Thomas? You guys should Do you ever it. think, oh, man, bands, they got it made. They just carry their own gear around from wet show to wet show. What, what was they don't the, have any time to change. What's the post office slogan? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, sleet or snow or rain. Night. Yep, that one. We're running, yeah. <laughs> Green Lantern plug. There's a lot, right. of, a lot of overlap between the Green Lantern Corps and the post office. I'm They're essentially sure. the same. Really, basically. <laughs> And they were both running out of funding, from what I understand. Yep, so. 2017, we're phasing that out. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, I actually have a, a highly anticipated question regarding a story uh-huh. about Bigfoot. And I think there's only one person who can yeah. clear, clarify the story. I hope the punchline to this is your grandma just confused you. No, no. <laughs> oh, dear. I, was, I wasn't even born when this happened. Uh, yeah, my grandmother, I'm sure my mom over there and my sister can attest to this. Anytime we go over to Missouri, uh, that's where they, that's where she lived. She lived on a place called Peachy Beach. And it's right next to a river. And every time I would go there, she would tell me, you know, I would say, Grandma, tell me that story about the hermit. Because she always claimed the story about a hermit. And uh, that's what she called it. So she would tell me the story as, as a child, and it would terrify me because we, she lived out in the middle of nowhere. But uh, I always asked for it regardless. And so it's one of those that's always kind of stuck with me. What she said was, let me adjust this because Tyler's short. Um... So what she said was, stop it. So, Did she really? No, no. No, but the story she tells is that when she was younger, her and her sister, which I called Aunt Belle or Belby, um, they were down swimming and playing at the river, you know, because that's just apparently what they did. They didn't have anything else to do. So they were down there playing at the river. And, uh, you know, they, they, their father always told them, he said, make sure you're home by sundown. So if the sun's starting to set, you need to start your way back home. I think it was like a 30-minute walk or something like that from the river to their house. So they started walking back to their house, right? And so they're going up this road. This is, it's a dirt road. And anyway, my grandmother was always, you know, full of energy, and Aunt Belby was kind of lazy, so she kind of, like, you know, took her time walking up anywhere she went. So my grandma's rather, running ahead, you know. She keeps turning around at her, and she says, Come on, Belle, hurry up. We need to make it home before sundown. And, uh, you know, Belle would be like, All right, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm walking. We got it, you know. She just kind of keep sauntering up there or whatever. And... Uh, then uh, my grandmother turned around again. She said, come on, Belle, let's hurry up, you know. And so she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they're getting a little bit closer, and the sun's starting to set, and it's getting, like, really dark. And she, she turned around, and she said, come on, Belle. And she stopped in mid-sentence. 
Because when she turned around and looked behind her, there was, a, there was a person walking on all fours who had long hair and uh, had one of his arms curled up like this and uh, was following, like, you know, behind her on his knuckles. And she turned around, she called him the hermit. And he said that she had, he had really long, overgrown nails and he had hair all over his body and it was, like, real long. And she said it was, like, a reddish-brown color. And he was kind of, like, limping behind my Aunt Belle. And she said, Belle, look behind you. And she said that Aunt Belle looked, turned and looked, and then took off running and beat my grandmother to the house. They ran to the house. And uh, when they got up to the house, they told their, their father, they said, there's a hermit or somebody. They called him a hermit. They said, there's, there's, there's something that followed us from the river up there. And he said, I don't believe you, you know. And he said, I'll go take a look. So he goes down to the river to take a look, and uh, he sees some, some three-legged tracks is what he described it as. One was a knuckle drag, and one was two feet, bare feet. And then he saw his canoe across the river. So he had to swim across the river and get his canoe and swim back. And uh, my grandmother always told me that story, and it just terrified me. So we, we kind of call it the Bigfoot Hermit story. That's a good story. I'm not done with you yet. I actually, <laughs> inquiring minds want to know about the cool stuff you wear. If you've ever caught the shows, oh yeah, like you're dressed up in some cool outfit it's most right of the time. There it is. Yeah, uh, a lot of it is skins and stuff that I've gotten from, from animals. Uh, I cure the hides, and then I'll wear them or, like, try to, you know. He asked them. politely of the animals. <laughs> it not, was yeah, no, not usually. Pretty but, pet of people. <laughs> no, one of them was a coyote hide I got when I was a, a teenager in high school. Uh, somebody had hit a coyote, and uh, I was always raised with the belief that you shouldn't let anything go to waste. So I saw this coyote that had freshly been hit, and I said, man, it's, you know, it's got a good skin on it. We need to save it. And so... <laughs> I saved it and I, I skinned that one, so I, I got that in my bag there. I also have a belt with uh, bones and all kinds of different things on there, but that's part of my, my costume is, you know, the bones and the, the armor plates that I made. And most of that stuff comes from my high school days, so, but some of it's pretty fresh still. You get together with me, and I can put mine on, and we'll look yeah. like a couple raiders. Yeah, that'll cool. that'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I could see this happening. Yeah. Well... I just, you know, I uh, again, I want to emphasize that Salty Nut here in Huntsville, Alabama, is is gracious enough to to let let the Wolves of Chernobyl play here, and it's always a good set, and I just want to keep it going. What are you guys gonna take us into? You want to do two more songs, or what? Do, what would you like to do? Three more. Three more? Ooh, yeah. I mean, we could do we could do thirty seven more songs, Thomas. <laughs> I Limit have that time. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was it was very specific. It includes all of the Hall & Oates covers we've been working on. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, if you just want to do two more, this is a song called uh, um, about uh, the first time I went through uh, Austin, Texas. There's a little town outside of Austin. It's called Round Rock. Um, and Round Rock's uh, high school mascot are the dragons. And I was driving down the road, and uh, this uh, commercial came on the radio. Uh, one of these guys... Uh, I guess they call him the alt right now. Anyway, he got on. He was on the radio and he was telling you the the, the uh, U.S. economy was going to collapse in 2014, and you should buy gold, gold, gold at the lowest possible price, and you know all this kind of stuff. And uh, it's kind of bad advice, but it didn't really matter. But in my mind, if the if the U.S. economy, the global economy collapsed, I'd probably want a fair share of beans, dried beans, canned beans, seeds. Yeah. Well, it depends on how irradiated the ground was, but yeah, seeds maybe. Good call. Um, modified. Yes, Monsanto seeds. John's on point today. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I think there were better things to store in your bunker. So I wrote a song about a guy who's uh, just left with his gold in a bunker after the apocalypse. It's called The Dragon of Round Rock. Fire. 
was wasted on all his treasure lost its luster and all it's good for is crafting another man's crown oh, 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 oh. and so we call him Another man's crown said if um if you enjoy what we're doing uh right now the record is on its way we're doing all the recording in the coming months uh trying to have everything done by january to mix master and be a, be out to, into your hands by march uh if you'd like to support our efforts and and help us fund that operation uh, we have some great merchandising as the mel brooks once said uh also spice radio was uh so kind to have us uh the work that uh our own Ben Job and Dan Bullard and Thomas uh, are doing is really awesome. And I, I don't want to sit here and like uh, badmouth other radio stations in town. Um, but I will say this. Um, I have friends that live down in Birmingham. And in, in Birmingham, the, the radio uh, scene was very, very limited. And the scope was limited to, you know, whatever top 40 alternative rock was. And then there was, you know, the pop station and the hip-hop station and stuff. And there was this whole gap in um, uh, musical literacy that had uh, been created by that. And there was an, an internet startup called uh, Birmingham Mountain Radio down there. And uh, they put all those things together and they, they, they created an environment where local people and music that people weren't necessarily getting to hear and other outlets. Uh, stuff that's, I mean, just great stuff, mainstream stuff, but just nobody was hearing it. Uh, that got to be put forward and uh, they got to evolve from being 
an internet only to an internet, you know, with their own frequency uh, in Birmingham, and now they've expanded down to Tuscaloosa, Alabama. So I wish for the same things for, uh, for our friends Ben and Dan and their operation with Spice Radio. So if you can support that, either with your ears by listening, tuning in, keeping your internet on it all the time, or donating financially, that is how things work. <laughs> when you think about political campaigns, they're talking about $168 million in the bank for the next two weeks. That's a lot of change, but that's how stuff happens, right? Doesn't happen just by elbow grease, right? Anyway, thanks for coming out, hanging out with us. This is a song about how lucky we all are to be here today. You need to make that thing stop. Don't you have your ground noise on that amp interrupt me again, Daniel. I swear to Christ, I know your dad. His name is Felix. I'll find him and I'll tell him to beat you. He might. He's a tough guy, that Felix. Small in stature, big in heart. He is. The same. The very same. Dan was raised by a cat. Good call, Sean. This is a song called I Didn't Forget, Victoria. I know. I'm glad. It's called We Lucky Few. singing with me. Sean Fungapat on the drums. John Seals on the banjo. I'm Tyler Nath. We are your Wolves of Chernobyl. Michael Hauser was not lucky enough to be here today, but he's still amongst us. This dark age. Let me see your hands, everybody. Up in the air. This golden Salty Nut, take care of the people here. Salty Nut is a great group of folks. Thanks to Spice Radio. Thanks, Thomas. Oh, thank you, guys. No, th seriously, thank you. That was awesome. Oh. <laughs> thank you.
Real quick, I want to say, again, the Wolves of Chernobyl, everybody. Yes. This has been a production of Spice Radio from Huntsville, Alabama. You guys know what you want, and you don't have to do too much to get it. Get with us at spice-radio.com. If you have a podcast, you make music or art, or you have an event that you want to promote in the Tennessee Valley, you can find us at www.facebook.com slash Spice Radio Huntsville, or on Twitter at Spice Radio HSV. And again, our website, spice-radio.com.